Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show, the health and fitness podcast that you already heard in the intro. We talk about health, fitness, and a little bit of life. But lately, it's been a lot of life because a lot of things are going on. Apparently, Lots of things. Our, just things. All the things. All of them. How are you guys doing? Good. Mike, what's up? How are you feeling? I'm, I'm, I'm a big, big sleepyhead today. Are you? Yeah. I think, the, deeper. I, I think I know why. I think the, the week, the long week, the no. dog waking me up repeatedly throughout the week, it's starting to set in last night. I think, I think you got up extra early today. Um, well, early for you mortals, I wake up at the same time every day. Did you? Not a little bit extra I mean, in order to get some uh, viewing time? Oh, viewing time? 30th? Yes. Of, Mandalorian? Uh, oh, no. Uh, Jen and I watch things together sometimes. Mandalorian uh, is one of those. I did have time this morning. My first client was kind enough to text me last night. Say, I won't make it today. Thanks for the heads up, bro. I'm going to watch some Naruto. That's a, good, so. that's a good heads up, not the day of and minute. Honestly, that's one of my favorite text messages to wake up to. <laughs> um honest like honestly i i i like making money i like going and working with my clients but if they're not going to make it i'd rather find out at that exact moment when i go to turn my alarm off and I, I see that text message and i'm like this is this is quality relationship material right here where you're communicating with me i appreciate it oh, I, I, I like that I, I agree i think that i I love making money, of course, like anyone, because it allows me to do fun things. I'm not a really big person on uh, necessarily just accumulating material things, but I like to have money to go have fun, eat good food, and travel. That's like my, that's why I generally work right now. And obviously, as you get older, you're trying to look now at, you know, potentially doing the big boy things like Mr. Sir Mike and Mr. Sir Gabe. Uh, it's like a double pronoun, isn't it? But anyways, it's... So um, many pronouns. Just all of them. Just throw them all in. If I can just mash them up and like stir them like my beans and rice, I'll do that. Um, it's just to start saving up, like paying off my car. Look, I looked at my credit score the other day. It went up. I was like, this is a great. I'm going to start trying to like pay off this last bit of debt and start saving for a house. And where that house will be, no say. But it will be, it'll be hopefully in the next bit if I'm still alive, <laughs> if the world hasn't ended by then. It's, it's, it's really not that big of a deal. No, it's more, I, it's more than what is cracked up. I'm like, people make a big, like a big thing. You have to do this and whatever it's, if you don't, you'll be fine. I'd probably just say uh, you're, you're better off like an investment property. If yeah. You really want to do some big boy things. Yeah. yeah I, that, that too. That's why I've been. Really, and this is a good area for that. Yeah. yeah. I've been really learning stuff, you know, reading stuff about that. Outside of the fitness space, because although most of my attention goes to my fitness business, which has been doing phenomenal given the circumstances, um, not letting you know myself get be irresponsible like I used to be when I was younger, I just used to spend all the extra money and do more things and buy things that I really didn't need. 
So I definitely learned my lesson. I'm much more, I feel <laughs> much more mature at this point in my life. Hopefully I'm almost 30 years old. So shit, hopefully it kicks in soon. <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting for the maturity wizard to, you know, just hit me and I'm on. But on I mean, all seriousness, boys, I have something to tell you. What's that? Oh, I have something to tell you both. Here it comes. Ah, how, how far along is she? In your no, 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 <laughs> fuck no, <laughs> no, it wouldn't be the worst thing to happen, but aha, in your faces, since I can see you, listeners, I told them so, yeah, you- they doubted me. I'm the buttery voice. No, still don't believe it. <laughs> so, here, I guess, here's my retort to that. How, uh, it, how much was it? How much was the payoff? How do we know that that Instagram account isn't your alternate Instagram account? This is true. This is true. You messaged Valid the, question. the face. Yeah, you messaged the page yourself. You made up the story. I, I think that's a valid point. Yeah. Because, I mean, come on now. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's Mike. I mean, we all knew it wasn't me. So that's uh Honestly, that's I, never, I never really had a, a, a horse in this race. Um, you did. You did. It's, it was that's fine. A nice, no, no. Uh, don't try to back out now, Mike. Uh, you said it, and you're like, yeah, Jen thinks so. And I'm like, you know, Mike always, you know, playing the humble card, which I appreciate. <laughs> but you did say something. And you the complete it. opposite of John. Oh, dude. I was, When I heard that, I'm, I'm, I'm a, so, I told even the person that sent me this message, I am so going to bring this up on the show. But... <laughs> So what what makes this funny, because the listeners uh, that maybe have not heard that episode or never... we Don't know what the hell we're talking about? Yeah, what we're talking about. Give you a little brief backstory. Uh, About 50 episodes ago or so. It's just crazy to say that even just 50 episodes ago. I know. We we had a review. Every time we get a new review or we spot that we got a new review, we'll bring it up and we'll just to show, you know, our thank you to you the listener to taking the time out just to give us a rating and review because that helps us tremendously in the podcast rankings and all that so we got a great review it was just about like how much they enjoyed the show basically and they at the time i guess they were new listeners possibly and didn't know our names because i know it can get confusing with three co-hosts um what after a while you start to pick up on the on the on the voices and know who's who even though i think we all have very distinct you know voices from each other but the review basically said there was they don't know the name we don't know the name of this person but they have a very buttery like smooth voice something like that and we we thought it was great we thought it was funny it was an interesting like way to put it and i think gabe and i made an episode right after mike couldn't record so we talked about it and it could have gone both ways mike it was a fair it was fair it was fair i'm sorry brother but. the the exact <laughs> the exact quote is one of them has a voice like butter and i don't know which one but it but uh, he was definitely meant for podcasting. So, yes. Great review. I agree 100% with that. Um, no. <laughs> so, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. But it's been months since we dropped that episode and since we got that review. So, fast forward. About a couple, like two days ago, we got a DM on the, on the Next Level page because we told this person on that episode, send us a message to let us know because we can settle this once and for all. We forgot about it. And... To be honest, 
with you guys. I thought it was Mike too, because Mike has a very deep, like very like manly voice. And I always say this since the beginning, Mike's audio always sounded the best out of Gabe and I's like, it just always sounded so crisp. Yep. Uh, so I was like, whatever. And it just, it was just funny to finally get the answer to this mystery. I screenshot, I, I, I let the boys know right away. I sent them on the thread that we're on. And it was just like, it was just a quick little, funny incident so it was just cool it was just funny the story behind it i'm grateful for that person to still be you know tuning into the show we appreciate it i think it's we thought it's it was her. a dude we thought it was a dude based on the name but i guess stewie the way q. stewie q it's a woman um i think it's what was the first name q they they say I've, quads i forgot quads. yeah I'm, I'm gonna butcher it again i'm sorry stewie. um it's just stewie q that's what it is for us family um, guy uh fan Correct. So the, her and her coworker both, <laughs> uh, both listen to the show and they like it and they enjoy it. So I think they came over from possibly from either Mind Pump, uh, interviews, potentially. So we got a lot of links there. So it's cool to be compared or on their playlist with these other good names, big names in the fitness space. So thanks again for that review that made for a great conversation and just me to harass these guys on this. They're probably just like rolling their eyes when they saw that, but love you boys. Anyways. Actually, I uh, immediately went to Google and searched uh, voice coaches near me. So I'm meeting with them on Monday. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I reached out to them, but they paid me to stay away. <laughs> Anyways, oh man, uh, did we, Mike? Did we talk about what you've been watching on Dark, or was that after we finished recording last episode? We didn't bring um, up the actual show. No, I didn't have time after the last episode. Yes. Um. Yeah. So we we've, we've been watching Dark. We just uh, started season two last night. Um. I like the show a lot. It's um at we tried the English dub at first. It was bothering Jen a little bit too much. Um, I didn't really care for it either. I watched a lot of animes in Japanese, so the you know the subtitles doesn't bother me. Um, I like the show a lot. There's a lot of um, interesting things. There were a few things that happened that I that I called that I I knew like this person was this person. I'm sure Jonathan, you know who I'm talking about. There's a certain someone where I'm like, that guy is actually that guy. Mm -hmm. and like i was right so that was like a like a yes moment for me but there's definitely some very interesting things that happen um with that and there's some concepts that intrigue me because time is a very interesting thing especially when you incorporate time travel into the equation um the time travel machine paradox i really liked them throwing that in there where I don't think it's really a spoiler to talk about this, but essentially there's a guy that invents a time machine or he's working on a time machine. Somebody from the future comes in with a old version of that same time machine and says, fix it. And the inventor reverse engineers the, the future time machine to get the one that he was originally working on operating correctly. So he creates a paradox in which he needed the one that he had already invented to create the one that he was working on inventing. I think that's a very interesting concept, but 
It's a very complicated to even word. I There's... can see you're being very careful on how you word what you're saying because you have to watch the show. But I'll be honest, that I don't think it's a spoiler. I think the whole concept of time travel isn't really said much in the trailer. But it, yeah. someone told me that, and that's what got me to watch the show. Because well, that's a that that's like a that's like an old thought thought experiment that I've read before about a, a, if if a time machine is ever invented, we're we could be pretty sure that a time machine has not been invented yet because every timeline would know about it by now. Um, and then at that point, it doesn't really matter when it was invented because even if you go back and kill the inventor, there's already people all over the timeline that have access to a time machine. So it already exists. And once a time machine like that does exist, it's, it's there. There's no taking it back. So it, it's just very interesting. But I do have one, not really an issue. And I'm, I'm only on you know uh, season two, episode one. So maybe this is something that they talk about. But there's a character um, that he kind of... He, I don't, I don't want to like spoil it for the listeners. I don't know if you guys have watched Dark, if you have not watched Dark, so I don't want to like ruin this for you. It's a great show. You should totally check it out. But there's somebody that gets transported back in time, lives his full life, and then creates further plot points. But there's this loop that happens within this story where somebody gets sent back to time, he lives his life, and then he has a child, so on and so forth. So trippy. That same person, though, the same person that gets sent back, he's having a conversation with somebody during part of the show where he, he's, he's talking to a priest, and the priest is asking him, how was the universe created? And the kid says, the Big Bang. And the priest goes on, and he does his priest thing. But my problem then becomes, if there was a Big Bang, there was a point in time where the universe exploded, Big Bang, boom, superheat, helium, all that stuff. So there is a beginning. Um, now, if you travel forward in time to where Earth's created, blah, 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 this child is born. There was a point in time where this kid, I'm trying to think of like how to word it. There, the, the events that happened in this show, they had to have happened after this kid had already been like, there is a version of Mickle that made it out of the first instance in this show because things happened after he was taken. I can't say it without like spoiling it. Mm -hmm. After he was taken, there's things that happened after he was taken that rely on time travel and being invented, but it wasn't like, and I know what I said earlier about it being, you know, all in all, but there, there's a timeline out there where he like, he survives the whole thing. And I want to know what happened to him because he's technically made it all the way through. None of the events happened because he was one of the trigger points of causing all of these things to happen. Um, and it's very interesting because they have like this whole system where it's like, you have to go back and like, re recreate these events and make these things happen and all that sort of stuff. But like they missed the first one. So I'm just wondering if that's going to like come into play at a later point. Does it that will, make sense? Absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Gabe's nope. lost the shit, nope. but makes zero sense i don't know what the hell you're talking about yeah so gabe watch it it's it. super nah. interesting but dude it's a mind it's everything gets explained yeah. everything will be eventually explained i thought the same thing but everything gets explained it just what i love about that show and just to wrap up this part is 
it's simply the concept that it makes you it's a, one of the first shows that has left me thinking a while about the show outside and thinking about my own life in a way to think that hey there's a future me right now on another timeline that already exists the future has already happened you know the future is is just it's just a parallel there's three different timelines happening my past is still happening right now it's a cycle so everything that you that you do right now that you think is technically you're altering something the future has already been already happened so do we it makes you think do you really have free will or is it all just an illusion genuinely i don't i i don't know i like that i like that a lot but at the same time i don't see a reason why fate and free will can't coincide together um there's there's a really good example that I've seen somewhere where if you take a, um, you're, you're an observer, you're somebody that's watching this happen. If somebody were to put, place a baby on a table and the baby started crawling towards the edge of the table, um, you as the observer can see that the baby would eventually fall. Um, and that seems like fate to you. But at the same time, the baby has free will um, and the baby can kind of roam around as he wants. So it's, it's a very specific example, but, I think it applies because we make choices based off of what we know. Um, those, the, uh, the, the results of those choices may be predetermined by things that we're not aware of, but that doesn't mean that we're not still making those choices under our own volition. I know that's like the trippiest part of it is um, that when you think about it like that, yeah, but then the same work. argument could be counter to exactly what you just said. I can use the same argument that we think that, but it has already been done. So we, we, do we have that choice to make? Or is it just our own perception that we're making that choice? It's why, can't it just, why can't it just be like a fork in the road where you make either make choice A or choice B and both of them actually happen? You just live out or what you, what you perceive is just that's, the one where you choose A as opposed to B. And if you the, chose B, you live that life. That's yeah. the argument. And I know, but in the state and the concept, the context of this show, it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, That's why they're stuck that's, in this freaking paradox. That, that, that's that, Gabe, what you just said is actually very, very accurate to like kind of what I believe in, I guess, if I were to say I believe in anything where there's... Um, Mm -hmm. it looks more like a tree branch uh than anything else yeah. but you essentially have paths you there, there are certain points i'm not talking about what you have for breakfast and then then your life branches off from that point but certain points that it creates a branch in your timeline and then there's a version of you that goes this way and there, there's a version of you that goes that way so yeah i don't know it's just like, i love it i love the concept for those that love that you know type of show definitely check it out if you haven't already if you have you know exactly what we're talking about on the concept of time travel and time and everything, uh, I don't know if you guys heard or whatever, but supposedly is uh, the news is that the next uh, major Marvel villain will be Kang the Conqueror. Really? Ooh. So he's uh, all about time travel. So Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Allegedly. Allegedly. I love all that stuff. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait for you to finish it, Mike. Check in with me when you are got through season two. Let me know what you think. I think you're in the... This is the yeah. best season, in my opinion. Three is great because it concludes everything, everything that you need to know. But two is fantastic, fantastic, okay. fantastic. I love it. For the people that haven't seen the Bly Manor, that was perfectly splendid. The show is perfectly splendid. And that's the same word, same phrase that they use in the show. I, I love it, TV. Uh, is it scary? 
it's okay. It's not. I like Hill House more than that one. Is that the scariest one you've seen? What's no. the scariest one you've seen? Show or movie? Whatever. Uh, movie, how about both? How about both? Movie, man. I have to go between The Conjuring one and two, and movie that scared the shit out of me when I was little was uh, The Grudge. Yeah. Grudge when I was like in seventh grade. Oh damn! I was that. Yeah. That was in my brain like for a while, dude. Like every time I would see mirrors at dark in the nighttime, and I wasn't staying at home, and I had a place that had mirrors on the walls. Yeah, I would see my reflection. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. The worst thing about the Grudge, and, and you know what? It's Halloween season. We can kind of talk about stuff like this. Hence, hence it's the thirtieth. We're recording this. By the time people listen, maybe the thirty-first. Happy Halloween, um, dude! I watched it. The shittiest part about the Grudge, which is compares to other movies, is that it eliminates any hiding place that you would potentially feel safe. Yes. It goes, it, it can get you in an elevator. It can get you in your own car. It can get you in the shower. It can get you walking into your closet. It can get you in your own bed. In your own bed. Like, yep. It's like, typically that's where I would hide. If I was like getting chased by, I'm like, you can't get me up here. Nope. It's, yep. it's, it's right there. I mean, like very, very creepy concept, a Japanese movie. Well, based out of Japan crazy these japanese have japanese people have no chill when it comes to scary stuff yeah yeah there was this movie uh i think the american version uh name of it is called quarantine funny enough i think it was called recording or rec in um i think in japan it's Mm. essentially about i want to say it's a reporter who goes into a building it's either like a hospital or some asylum anyways they get trapped in there and then they're just uh it's it's like a found footage kind of kind of a first person kind of point of view Mm-hmm. and um yeah so they just get picked off one by one by uh uh by the in in you know people were living into that uh either hospital or asylum that one was pretty uh pretty bugged mm. and you know what but, actually got me uh blair witch the first one it kind of like messed with me a little bit because yeah it seemed as if like the whole premise when it first came out you know it was that it was you know legits or whatever and you can kind of see things and it wasn't like anything over the top or just crazy cgi or whatever it's just things that, you know, you're scared of, you know, going in the woods or you you come out of the woods and you wake up and then you have a whole bunch of stuff, just, you know, trees and weird patterns, you know, laid out around you. So it was just done in a way where it's, it, it can kind of like, you know, mess with you a bit. So it did yeah. mess with it. Same it, thing it, with the second part. It was, it was simple enough that it was, you could, yes. you could believe it. Um, that movie got me as well. Uh, Blair Witch back in the day. Um, Paranormal Activity got me for a little bit. That one was one that you know the first time the I saw that one. in theaters. The yeah, for sure. That that one that one shook shook me in my boots. Um, the scariest movie that I've ever seen. I fucking hate scary movies. Uh, Insidious. That one mm-hmm. destroyed my soul. I was afraid to keep my eyes open. I was afraid to close my eyes to go to sleep that night. I had to borrow my roommate's dogs to sleep in my bed with me, and even then, I still slept with the light on. Like that movie just. It's still. How old are you when you came day. out? I'm uh, older than I'd like to admit. Well into my twenties. <laughs> it was not um, not something that I. I really don't like scary movies, though. I enjoy watching them, and surprisingly enough, I don't have an issue sleeping. The only like, like I said, like the grudge just left me thinking about it um, for a bit. But I was like, I was I think in seventh grade when that movie came out, or something like that. Um, the Conjuring movies, I think that they're great scary movies and they're very well made and they have a good story as well as they have that little bit of part the little part of it that says 
based on true events or true stories like you know they're they're, they're they come from that so that's what makes it even even trippier anything that has to do with spirits and demons and shit i'm just like that is nuts i've never experienced anything like that personally like to that extent but you imagine dude that is um it always happens in the most obvious spot but people people do we really put ourselves through this like this family just decides to live in a haunted house that's just weird the first sign of weirdness i'm out i'm done i'm peace i'm I'm gone i'm leaving i don't freaking just try to fight these things like people are nuts anyways should we talk about fitness now or what i mean i guess i mean we are a a fitness show right i think we got to start we got to start we got to start putting the like the life part at the beginning of the of the intro (laughs) like the a show all about life with a little bit of fitness a little bit of health and fitness it's like just reverse the intro mike you're the beautiful voice on it you know what to do oh shouldn't you do it now yeah (laughs) should i um (laughs) no so this is kind of like it it was a long intro so for the listeners that are still here trying to get some value This is part number five out of the uh, this month of October. We decided to add the fifth part just because one, we had five weeks, five Fridays that we could record. But the main thing also is we wanted just to bring it all together because I know throughout the last four parts, we went in depth on various topics. Now, how do we, you know, just to recap in one episode, as well as maybe add some things that we may have missed or just some additional tips that I, we feel that would be really helpful uh, for anyone that's, you know, following this along in chronological order. If you haven't checked those out, though, go back, listen to them in depth. We cover every topic with, you know, without a bunch of stuff happening. This one will kind of breeze through um, a lot of these parts that we've talked about, but hopefully you are able to extract what you need and actually be able to kind of keep going. And obviously if you have any questions, feel free to message us uh, through the comments on the podcast or the Instagram or our private Facebook group at the next level show, private forum, send us a request, jump in. You can ask us all the things. We will see it instantly. So we'll be able to help you uh, pretty quick. Um, But so the main part we talked about in the first part, that was, rhetorically that was like redundant was about how to establish ourselves with our calories roughly having the expectations moving forward and understanding why and what we're trying to accomplish you agree see anything else that we like missed there no i think i think we've we've covered that a couple of times now so i think that one we we nailed pretty pretty Mm -hmm. solid yeah so when it comes to that i think that just coming clear you know understanding what are you trying to get out of this journey and uh, and like we we all reiterate why you're trying to do this because we know that if things done with the wrong intentions or coming from a bad place the likelihood of your success starts to dramatically go down and what we want for everyone listening to this is to have success in their health and fitness journey have success with their weight loss have success with their muscle building phase it's but we you also have to come into terms with yourself that understanding your current lifestyle examine that what's going on right now are you a student 
going through college right now? Are you someone that's working two jobs, three jobs? Are you someone that's a new father that Mike will be in a, you know, in a couple months, you know, are you someone that, you know, is starting a business? Are you someone that, you know, just got married, whatever, like what's going on in your life right now? And be honest with what kind of, what you can adhere to. And any of the goals that you want, whether that's weight loss, muscle building, you know, pain management, all those things are possible in all these facets of, you know, of life that you may be currently doing. Now, it's just what's going what's gonna to matter is where you can actually interject these things, where you can kind of make fitness work for you. Because if you're constantly going so against your normal routine or something that's super polar opposite where it conflicts a lot, then we talked about priorities in other episodes. Well, the boys did an amazing episode this week about priorities. You're going to naturally start to prioritize other things that realistically are more important to you because you're not getting paid to look a certain way. You're not getting ready for a shoot or a movie. So you have to kind of come to terms with that. Okay. Or things that should be more important to you, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, take Mike, for example, in a couple months, I mean, is that the best time for him to be focusing on tracking and, and just being diligent with his training and, and recovery and everything and, and not absolutely having, no, you know, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got this right, babe. <laughs> it's like the baby eats, he eats <laughs> there 20 meals a day. <laughs> <laughs> the 8,000 calories. Mike, Mike, on a side note, you should totally, <laughs> you should totally ask Jen for another bottle just for you so you can drink with the baby and just get super anabolic because there's studies showing there's actually This is true. This effects. is true. <laughs> Come on. Let's take a weird I, turn. I don't think Jen would approve, but hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Well, don't That's say it. Just say that, oh, hey, he wants another one. <laughs> <laughs> really? With you, he always has, eats t- twice the amount. Uh, Anywho, uh, totally. Uh, I guess, where, where the hell was I? With the priority shift, that just being, I guess, uh, um, you know, honest with yourself as to where you are in whatever point of your journey. Okay. You have this goal, but however, if you have, but however, um, I pulled you right there. If, if you have uh, multiple things that are more important in your life or should be more important in your life, then it's okay. If this goal, you know, it's not, I'm not saying to not, not have that goal, but just have that, uh, expectation that it won't happen in, you know, two weeks, a month, and that probably shouldn't be the way that you have a goal. You shouldn't be like, you know, I want to drop, you know, 20 pounds in, you know, two weeks or a month. And unless you're going to cut off some limbs, that's not going to happen. Right. Or at least it won't happen in the, in the best way possible for you in the long run. So just being honest with yourself, just same way you should be honest with yourself when you're tracking, honest with yourself with how often you can um, uh, adhere to any kind of training. Now, if you can go, you know, there might be some fluctuations. Let's say, you know, uh, this, I can commit to at least two, two days a week. Okay, cool. Hey, this week, you know, everything's going good. You know, no problem. Knocking things out. I can do another day. Awesome. Just go ahead. Just be, um, be, be mindful of the volume and the intensity that you're going to be incorporating for this one time. And if you can kind of keep that up, then fine. If, Hey, uh, you know what? I said three, but you know, things are really kind of catching up. I'm kind of, I feel like a little bit more stressed out than I should be. Let me drop it down to two. And that, again, that's totally fine. Will that impact on your goal as to how fast or how quickly you get there? Of course. But you know, like we said, fitness is forever. So it's, it's all good. I think the timeline thing is good to keep in mind is that 
how how soon do you expect these things to come into play you know become a reality for you understand that it's going to probably take a lot longer than you think especially when it comes to a significant goal that's pretty big i would definitely start up if you're starting out set you know have your big goal 50 pounds let's just hypothetically say to lose uh, or to build x amount of pounds of muscle or to help fix this particular issue you're having, whether it be back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, or injury that you're coming from, you know, have that expectation. But then what you want to do is create these little milestone goals, these small little goals that you can maybe reference back every month or so. Um, and that way you kind of work in these smaller intervals and, and focus and put your, put your attention to certain things that are going to matter that you can achieve that are more likely that you're going to succeed because if you think about a 50 pound weight loss goal and you go bonkers from the beginning you just go you throw everything you got at it and you get the first 20 pounds off very quickly but then you hit that wall and it's like damn like you're going to burn yourself out whether rather than if you let's say me let me set up a five pound weight loss goal this month which is more than doable for the grand majority of people or something smaller doesn't matter get those initial couple pounds off. And if you exceed that, fantastic. If you right under that, still good. You still made some progress, but you kind of can start kind of playing around with these goals. Same thing with muscle. Realistically, real muscle tissue for your natural takes a long time. So I would say enjoy the hell out of that. Don't give yourself a, definitely a strict block with that. Sets goals though. Let me try to make sure that I'm doing X thing each month, focusing on my, you know, doing these lifts, getting strong at these particular exercises, whatever, and give yourself a lot of leeway. And if you're someone that is dealing, let's say, with upper upper cross syndrome, which is your shoulders are forward, you're kind of slouched, very, very tight muscles, a lot of pain in, you know, in your neck, give yourself some time to fix your recruitment patterns that you have already solidified in X amount of years that you've been alive and you've been hammering that pattern. Give yourself some leeway to give your body to a an excellent state of health and, and and pain relief because you know you're constantly fighting against what you're you've been doing leading up to this exact moment yeah setting giving yourself uh, small uh nutrition and movement goals is key in the beginning especially with you have such a lofty or or, or kind of like you know 50 pound weight loss that's amazing that that's what you're going to do and that you're on the path to it um, and, and it can, it, it'll take its dips and dives as to how fast or how slow it'll go. And, you know, if, if that happens, then what, what are you going to do? You're going to just be like, oh shit, I've only lost, you know, 10 pounds. Uh, and you know, that's what, just a, a fraction of, of my goal, but 10 pounds should be celebrated. I mean, you, you made some good changes and making small, uh, little goals such as like, it could be as simple as, Hey, you know, I, I typically drink, you know, five Cokes a day. Let me just drop it down to four. You know, or, uh, you know, I, I don't, uh, I, I only walk like, you know, 3000 steps a day to, you know, I'm going to go out for like a five minute walk. Boom. You know, that's, uh, you know, try to string that for at least every single day to, to do that, or at least, you know, four times a week or however you can scale it down or up as much as you want. And it's important to not go super crazy from the, from the jump. That is when we're most motivated. That is when we want to, you know, just throw everything at it because we just want to, you know, we're so hyped and have that level of motivation. But that's when we we need to just be able to hold back and channel that energy elsewhere throughout the the rest of our day, as opposed to just when we go to train. You know, I came up um, this this thing. Uh, I I thought of this when it comes to overtraining and really, you know, just going uh, throwing too much at it. 
I always, uh, like I was talking to a, a new client and I told him, I always rather like undershoot than overshoot. It's just like, you know, when you're cooking, right? You put a little bit of salt. Okay, fine. If you put too little salt, what happens? Okay, add a little bit more. But what happens if you put too much? What are you going to do? You're going to like, you know, dip your, your food in water to, to, to get the salt out? No, it's going to, how, how much hard do you have to work to unsalt that food, right? So it's just like your training. You don't want to just oversalt your training. I like that analogy. Uh, Mike, anything else to add before we move on to the next point? I think you guys covered that. All right. So I think that establishing real expectations, taking it nice and easy, giving yourself like a buffer of time because you got to account for that life aspect. You know, that's going to happen for everyone and it's going to vary. Some people are lucky in a very fortunate state that things can go very, very smoothly. Others, you have a lot of things going on and that's okay. Just be, be, don't compare yourself. If you're someone that's, you know, 45 years old, raising teenagers, working a busy job to a 20 year old that has no responsibilities, lives at home, you know, has everything basically for him to just dive all into fitness. You can still have the same, you know, get similar results, but it's going to probably take a different time amount for either or. So the other thing is just with the nutrition piece, understanding that, you know, don't stress about picking a particular diet or fad, just start to what we advised in the first part was just simply tracking and gathering data. Obviously there's other equations out there that will kind of gauge, you know, your roughly what your maintenance level is. We said that that's an option that you can go, not our personal favorite if you're working with us, um, just because we, we've seen it, we've seen patterns. So applying some constant you know, data collecting, especially at the beginning, will kind of help this process be a lot smoother uh, in, in trying to troubleshoot and kind of, because what, what happens with your personal fitness is that a lot of times you're just, you're, you're kind of just, you're trial and error. You're kind of seeing what's going to stick, what, you know, especially at the beginning until you start learning the person's body and what they, what they do well and what they don't. And then you start making those adjustments. Yeah. Just to kind of further emphasize that point of tracking, it kind of just narrows everything down a hell of a lot. You know, you guys ever have, you know, on your phone, you put like, you know, or, or you're trying to get directions or to a place or, or to yourself. And it says, you know, how, how big that circle is, it says you're somewhere in this vicinity. Right. And mm -hmm. you want it to be narrowed down as much as possible. And that's what happens when you track, you get that, you, 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 you see exactly where you are or where your starting point is, as opposed to some vague, large, you know, bubble of like, you know, a whole mall, you know, where the hell are you in that mall? I don't know. But if you track, you'll be able to pinpoint exactly where you are and you can get to your point of hell a lot faster. So many like, analogies. And just dropping them. Yeah. Left and that's, right. That's just gay for you. When he's on fire, the analogies start rolling. Exactly. Um, Mike, anything else to add to this? No. I love it. Man, a few words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing a good job of getting all the points. I'm like, yeah, that, that's right. I would say like, that. I concur this message. Yeah, I concur. Um, so I think that the the following point that we got, once you establish your maintenance after collecting information for a couple of weeks, and we, we cover that so much more in depth than just that episode. The second point that we made was, um, the second point that really, really, really liked was making sure once you got the maintenance level, you determine if you're going to 
try to build muscle, if you're going to try to just maintain, cause you're, you're, you're doing more pain stuff. So you're just trying to make sure that you're feeding yourself a decent amount and maybe just cleaning up the quality of food, maybe it helps them with some inflammation. But if you're trying to go for the weight loss journey, then you want to kind of cater towards that too. And we'll only know that after a week or two of just consistently plugging in those numbers, getting a baseline. If you're, if you're trying to lose weight, calorie deficit, means that we just subtract a little bit from that anywhere. These are just arbitrary numbers that we use as a rule of thumb. It's subject to change, but any rough, you know, a rule of thumb, Mike just gives me the big old thumbs up anywhere from 250 calories to 500 calories, put you in a decent deficit depending on the person. So just play with by ear, see how you feel. Um, if it's a, a muscle building phase, then most likely you're going to have to eat at maintenance and or above maintenance in a small surplus is more than enough 250 to 500 in the other direction of that, you know, so the maintenance thing eat roughly about the same, what you're doing right now, maybe you can give up on the tracking a little bit and maybe just focus on just, like I said, nutrition quality, making sure if you're eating a lot of processed food, you're cleaning that up. This goes for all three uh, different goals that we've mentioned, but specifically here, when it comes to pain management, a lot of times it's that you're doing a lot of things movement wise that are not optimal. You're probably not eating the best way and your body's kind of fighting you and not feeling great. So it's playing into it. Um, but if you're trying to make weight loss easier, a, a, a more quote unquote clean diet I hate using those type of buzzwords, but just eating less processed foods usually just makes it easier to be healthier. Thus, your body works with you and loses fat easier. It's just, it's a, yeah, it's a calories in, calories out, but quality still has to be ranked up there. It's, it has value. And as for, for muscle building, same thing. A bulk of your diet should not be burgers and fries. It should be a good amount of good stuff. Same thing. Healthy body wants to build muscle easier. So it's just all these things are just little bullet points that we covered in the second part. Anything else to add there? Yeah, well, I'll just further emphasize. I have a client right now who's having a trouble uh, reaching his calorie goals right now because he is eating air quotes clean. He's eating fruits, vegetables, meat, the way a human's supposed to be eating. Um, and yeah, he's kind of running into that problem where he should be eating 2,200, 2,500 calories, and he's struggling to reach it because he's eating fruits, vegetables, and meat. There, there's not really that many calories in those kinds of foods. So point being, if your goal is weight loss, um, eating healthier foods, they naturally have lower calories. So you're going to be consuming fewer calories, and you're also going to be feeling fuller because chicken takes up a lot more space in your stomach than you know, flatbread pizza or something like that. Um, sure, doesn't taste as good at first, but once your taste buds adjust, you'll start craving that chicken more than you will the pizza. Um, but the calories will naturally go a little bit lower that way. Um, and you'll, like Jonathan's saying, you'll feel a lot better that way too. Gabe? I concur. You concur. And the last point I want to make is just like we talked about, we broke it in that second part of this kickstart series. We did a lot on the emphasis on the macronutrients. We did even an equation that's very in depth that I'm not going to redo again. Cause that was you, my brain right now would not be able to pull that off. Um, I would, I really like it. If you, if you do it again, I'm yeah. good. I don't remember you what know you're what? talking about actually. Here's yeah. what you can do. What you can do is go back to that episode and look at the timestamp. Mm. There you go. Good I remember play. the exact moment I put math in all caps with an exclamation point. <laughs> and there you go. You'll be able to see exactly where I break down this equation to kind of distribute macronutrients. Real re a quick recap. The macronutrients, all that means is your protein, fats, and carbs. You 
easy thing for people that we the kind of the big takeaway in that episode was a lot of just focusing on bumping up that protein number. And because we know that from experience, even in our own lives, it's very easy to under eat protein. If you start to really slack off on it, you, you really want to make sure that you make that a point. And by doing that, a lot of your eating habits will begin to change and you'll kind of start catering and you start going in that right direction. Um, whether that, whatever that goal may be, uh, part three, let's talk about part three. This is a fun episode that I like to talk about because same thing, very easy, applicable to any level. And that was all about neat. I was going to say, would you say that that part was very neat? It was very neat. Yeah, but it was you said it already. So no, it's okay. The moment I'm, passed. I apologize. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So in that episode, we cover all about stuff that you can do outside of cardio, even though we don't in that episode, we don't demonize cardio. We also understand that for a lot of people adding more time in the gym right off the bat potentially may not be the best bet. It's something that I definitely like to use as a tool later on to help with the fat loss process as well as your overall health. But when it comes to scalability, you know, real life stuff, you know, you really want to focus on just simply becoming more active through the course of walking, more chores, getting done in the house, maybe the stuff that you kind of put off, you actually start doing it. And as a byproduct, you move more, you burn more calories. And we talk all in depth on all the different tips that you can do um, to enhance that. See, Mike? Yeah, uh, same client, actually. Uh, He's, you know, hitting a little bit of a wall. It's actually really ironic because our, our podcast is kind of coinciding with his training right now um, or his, his experience with training. But um, yeah, we're, we're talking about things, you know, he's kind of stalled out on his progress. He's lost about 12 pounds, so he's doing good, but um, same thing. I'm like, dude, you're, you're working out consistently. You're getting stronger. Um, You're understanding more about your food and we still haven't even started doing cardio yet. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, this example, use cardio as a tool. Um, it's good for you. Of course, it's not a bad thing to do, but if you can hold off on it a little bit, get yourself set up into a position where you're, you're already losing fat. You're already building muscle. Then you pull out the cardio for that last little bit. You're in a much better position. Um, and then, you know, from there, if you can maintain, if you enjoy it, if you don't, then you can kind of dwindle it down a little bit, but it's a great place to be. Absolutely. And I think that the best thing is if we also mention is that if you have access, you know, the financial resources to invest in a wearable, definitely not something you can go wrong. It's just a a little bit of a part. It, It just helps in the sense that it gives you some consistent data. None of these things that you, we, we talk about are a hundred percent accurate, even with tracking your nutrition and all that. I know there's a lot of uh, hate in that, but I think that it's just about the concept of following some consistent numbers. That is it. So that we can kind of start making some adjustments and scale on that, burning more calories, making you just an overall healthier person. And for that, you do not need to get the latest and greatest uh, Apple watch or Fitbit product or whatever. You can go with an older model. Um, they're, they're, they're perfectly fine. You can get stuff, you know, super cheap, either like on um, either an eBay, let go, or, or stuff, you know, you just need a, a device. As long as it's working uh, properly, then you'll be fine. You, you know, you don't have to drop like, you know, five stacks on it or something. Absolutely. Um, I'm just here looking at our part number four that we wanted just to go ahead and cover. And this is the one that I don't remember exactly. Are we talking about the training? 
and how we need to just take it slow. Yes, the speed, the speed, the speed, the speed, and not going ridiculous with our uh, training right off the back. So I think that when a lot of people start, typically what happens is that, you know, they oversalt the food. They oversalt the hell out of that filet mignon <laughs> and forever it is damaged. And, you know, it happened like the day when I was cooking steak and I accidentally, when I was seasoning it and the freaking thing opened and it fell all over my steak. The worst. It was the saltiest piece, but I don't throw away steak regardless. So Should have dipped it in some water. Ugh. Ugh, dude. <laughs> Should have hit with some Dawn dish soap. Ugh. It was just, it ruined it, but I was persistent and I kind of, uh, took responsibility for my actions. And I bet you woke it. up looking like a raisin the next day. Dude, I was so shredded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my lips were chapped. Um, <laughs> no, so like overreaching at the beginning was part number four. We kind of cover all the stuff that you could possibly avoid. So you avoid these little headaches. But if you're someone that has to, learns by experience and you think that this, these don't apply to you, shit don't take our word for it and go try it out and see how you do but if you want to save some time you know typically going the circuit route the boot camp class route the um all these extreme modalities the crossfit route is not the best way to kickstart your journey and the typically it's the most boring basic fundamental routines that don't have anything like flashy about it is where most people will thrive. And this is just from personal experience on each of us that do this show, as well as the people that we help that are everyday people, probably like yourself. It's going to be just the most effective use of your time. And I know that time is very valuable for a lot of you. So focusing on things that are going to be most bang for your buck is the best way to go, in my opinion. And it doesn't mean 30 minute circuits of cardio right off the bat. No. It's just uh, taking it slow, taking it easy. And the funny thing about it is like when you do this uh, alleged basic and easy routine, once you're done or in the middle of it, you're going to not feel like it's so simple and so basic if done appropriately. In the beginning, it might be because you might, especially if you have a coach or which I would advise uh, if you're doing it by yourself, don't go so crazy in the beginning by just loading the weights and, and just doing as much as you can because you want to work on mechanics, you want to work on technique. Once the technique and the mechanics are done right, then, you're, then you can really like push the, the, the intensity by the effort that you're putting into each and every single rep. Um, again, uh, low to moderate uh, reps with a higher weight as you go up and it'll be, it'll be crazy. You'll, you'll start craving that, that time that you're... Um, the rest period you're going to be like oh is that one minute done already a minute and a half already can i get a little bit more because it'll be it'll just take that much out of you absolutely so keeping it basic kickstart your fitness in the most fundamental way mike did you have anything else to add in this point Uh, i I would just like my turn to say i concur okay (laughs) (laughs) i need it i need a turn to say i concur but i just i just babble too much um let's see here i'm just making sure i miss i don't miss any points here (laughs) just so much curring going on in here the kind of the the curring you know whenever i hear that i just think have you guys seen that uh, that that movie with uh, leonardo dicaprio catch me if you can yes i just every time i say that i think of that scene where he's uh, you know pretending to be a doctor Uh yeah i know exactly do you cur and the guy's like what (laughs) do you concur like they ask him a question and then he he looks at the other guy do you concur he's like what 
And then he's like, oh, let's just save this guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, good yeah. job. Yeah, he's like, his leg's broken. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And at the end, he's like, I, I should have concurred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. I like it. Great, great movie, man. And I think that was based off a true story as well, right? Sweet. Yeah. Like, and he was so young and doing yeah. that. It's ridiculous. Mm. ridiculous. Oh, was this Frank, Frank Appignell? Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Great movie. I just recently watched that when I was in Boston. It was on a free like uh, app and I got to watch it for free. Great. I hadn't seen it in years and I'm like, damn, I forgot how great this movie was. Leonardo DiCaprio by far is one of the best actors that has ever lived. You know, I will, it's a bold statement, but oh dude, that guy. He's up there for sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, is. there's other greats, but dude, that guy, the way he submerges in those roles, ridiculous anyways i would actually like what paul carter said i would love to see leonardo dicaprio to get jacked like just be some now that he's older just be some jacked older dude and just play a badass movie role hey that'd be just a completely and then he done it all he's done it everything but probably won't happen he gets paid enough to not <laughs> do it so um, fuck that yeah it's like ah for what you know cabbage um so to Did wrap you just this say up, cabbage uh, did I say cabbage? I heard cabbage. I heard cabbage, yeah. I was trying to say garbage, but you oh, know what? Uh. Everything all sounds the same. Get to the cat. Um, <laughs> so with this being said, the another point <laughs> that I re- kind of went through the show notes really quick because uh, Mike does a fantastic job at doing show notes. I concur. Le- <laughs> less <laughs> you cur, Gabe? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so less is more in this in this case that was the premise of that part four we go in depth on that as well we didn't really it wasn't an episode that we needed to spend like this it was probably the shortest out of all four parts because towards this end it's more just kind of recapping those fundamental basics um after that if you guys like this type of series we can continue going on a more advanced route for the people that are already kind of in it they're applying these things we can kind of help you obviously this is why we we throw various topics that we feel would be very helpful but for the sake of beginning this is where we focus on with the grand majority of our clients because being a hundred percent transparent we can spend months quote unquote kick-starting their fitness because it varies so much from what that's going on in that person's life um it's never super linear with us you know it's it doesn't make us necessarily i never look at it as like we're doing bad it's just i've come to we've we've learned that with everyday people you know in the list of priorities we need to find and you know troubleshoot and trial and error a lot of different things with them to figure out a solution that's going to be real sustainable and i think the more we do it the better we get at those things but i've had people that are, have been struggling you know just to get their food uh, organized for months. And eventually it clicks, but it comes from them. So I think that the, the total recap of this whole series can be is having a good desire and a good attitude towards this and actually choosing to go, you know, follow through with what you want to accomplish with your health and fitness is going to be probably the most important thing. Because if there's, if you're just doing it because you're forced or you hate yourself or your why is the why you're doing it is kind of like an eh thing, then you're going to be like always spotty with it, which is nothing's wrong with it. I mean, like we said, fitness is forever, but bottom line, what I've seen the most success with my clients is when it finally clicks for them 
after months of being there or weeks of being there, depending on the person, they come to me and ask to train more. They come to me and start asking the questions. How I know when a client's actually doing the stuff I ask is how much questions they ask me. Usually I know that they're actually going through the process. If you never have questions, it's usually because you're not doing what you're, what you, you know, what I advise you to. Uh, which is completely, I tell them, it's fine, no pressure. I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to. But it's always understanding that all this whole process is going to boil down to you. Do you guys, do you guys cur? Mike? Yeah, you can, you can, I'm basically Steve Kerr in this bitch right now. (laughs) 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 This guy. No, I do. It, it is funny you saying that though. I can, uh, I literally just went through the, like my list of clients and like, I'm like, t- like I, I took mental note of like the ones who do ask me questions and like measure their progress against where they started. And then the ones who were just like coming in, doing their time and then going home, never asked me anything about how my day's going. Um, let alone, you know, what their, you know, protein should look like next week or something like that. So it's kind of funny. Cause it is like, they, they should have a lot of questions. That's, that's exactly how it should be because they're there to learn. They're there to apply new things. If you don't have questions, then you're not applying those new things. You're just doing what you're used to. And mm-hmm. that, that isn't just solely specific to like new, new individuals or, you know, somebody coming to a coach for the first time. It could be somebody that's been doing it for like forever. I mean, like, shit, I still have questions. I'm like, uh, is this right? Or what about this? Or what's happening here? Or whatever. You know, I occasionally ask you guys, hey, what do you think about this? Or what's going on here? Because I mean, like I would still want to know, I'd still want to grow, I'd still want to learn. You know, it's uh, having that that white belt mentality, right? And it's not only that, you know, it's also the fact that I think we learn best is when we have conversations about it. Especially if we're, when we're actually learning something, maybe that's more, especially when we were going through the whole kick of just program design, we kind of revisited a subject that we kind of just get used to training, you know, pretty basic stuff, the fundamentals, the basics of nutrition, the basics of training. Then we got into more advanced stuff ourselves and what happened there's discussion about it and out of discussion some questions may pop up but we kind of we're able to retain the information better this goes for a client as well you're able to retain this information better if you're asking questions you're you're trying to you know apply it and you send your coach a text um that you're at the grocery store and you have a question like it's stuff like that that because you're talking about it you're thinking about it and you're actively doing something you're going to learn so much more. I know that Mike was doing well and, and being successful and obviously his physical, you know, appearance spoke, you know, for itself, but he would ask me things. And that's when I know Mike was literally doing what I would ask. Cause he asked me, Hey, I, I feel this when I do this or Hey, like I've been eating like this for a while. What is, do you think it's time for this? This is what my body's been doing. And Mike was very proactive, which is every coach's dream. But if you're listening right now, don't ever feel like you're bothering someone that's maybe that you look up to. And a lot of people that get asked questions, if they're coming from a good place, it's usually someone that's maybe helping you with your fitness journey is more than happy to, to help you because they like it. They're passionate about it. Your coaches, that's what we're here for. We get more fulfillment from someone asking us than someone whining about something, but never doing anything. Because when you whine about it, but we know that realistically, we know we, we're not dumb. We like we know that you're not doing it. I always have to like be like, well, have you done XXX thing? You know that I've you know asked of you. No. Okay. Well, we need to start doing at least something so I can at least tell you if this is, is going to be the right answer, the right way to the right approach. So I think that kind of sums up this uh, 
this five-part series, which this one was just kind of a recap for someone to have gotten to this point, revisit those old points because it's almost like it's like you do you get all the stuff, you apply it, get some feedback, some results, and then you 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 rinse and repeat. You start from the beginning again, you reassess, you apply, make adjustments, etc. See the results that come from that, wash and repeat. And it's a cycle. And it, it's it's not sexy, it's not super like it's not like revolutionary, but it works and it's the cycle over and over again that's going to get you to your end result you just got to keep embracing the the um the suck at certain moments as bad as that sounds it's going to be challenging you're going to be uncomfortable doesn't have to be miserable the whole time but there are going to be sticking points where you're going to question like if you're doing things right or not but that's part of it you know understand that you're doing everything that you can enjoy the hell out of it whether it's feeling better building muscle and or losing fat or all of the three eventually combined or parts of it. Fitness is forever. Don't give up. We are here for you. The next level show, we are here to help and serve you to become your best self. So boys, is there anything else that we need to add to wrap up this five part series? Just a point of Monday. It's episode hundred. It's a big day. That's crazy. It's a big day. I just wasn't sure if you guys realized that. It's a big deal. It is absolutely kind yeah. of a big deal. I know what we should do too is probably like post about it that it will be our hundredth episode and maybe see if we get you know some of our listeners. If you guys have any questions, you can do it in the review section. It'll still count. I mean, if you want to leave us a review just about what you like and what you don't like, but if you have actual questions, use it. We don't care. It's it's fine. Um, or hit us up on Instagram like some of you have. We like that that you feel comfortable enough to reach out. Facebook, same thing. We'll be posting about it. We'll have it. We'll make it a fun episode. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. It's kind of surreal to think that 100 episodes, but we were starting at we were starting at one. You know, just recording the intro of this thing. Yeah. Um, so a lot of big things coming. Let us know what you're liking so far. If you're finding this helpful, in any way, shape, or form that we can improve, that's going to just help us become better. Uh, podcasters and just get in front of more people to share this message. Gabe, wrap us up. It wouldn't be a next level show without your dad joke of the show. Right, Mike? No, I want you to go first. Okay. Uh, what, uh, what do you call a group of trans women? Oh. It's called the X-Men. Oh. 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 Starting a oh, spooky Friday. Some fucking <laughs> chili pepper on that one. God damn! Um, well, water now. What was that, Mike? Um, okay, so um, do you guys know why the uh, the man from Alabama had sex with a clock? No, because time is relative. Jesus. <laughs> God, I think all that we've gained thus far is going to be just completely lost after this exactly. one. <laughs> Only the strong will survive. Survival of the fittest. Yes, it is a it is a fitness show, so there it's 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 um it's appropriate. Anyways, with that being said, if we haven't completely turned you off with that, I hope not. <laughs> it was just laugh. Um, if you guys like this episode, <laughs> leave us a five star rating and review if you haven't already. A review as well, we would always greatly appreciate. Like we said at the beginning, this is what helps us get out there to more people that can benefit from this. And if you want to join our private Facebook group, do so at the Next Level Show private forum. It's absolutely free. Send us a request. We'll be glad to have you on. If you want to check us out on Instagram, we have our page at the Next Level Show. My personal 
uh, page. I'm Jonathan at John Alva seven. Gabe is at prime and glory and Mike is at Mike Nellis P T.